0: This is a federal news network podcast. Federal agencies, and there are several of them, at least, affected by the solar wind's cybersecurity fiasco, are under a new deadline. Days ago, policy from the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency gives them to the end of the month to complete forensic analysis and to harden their systems. My next guest questions whether this will be even possible. He's the former vice chairman of the DHS Coordinating Council, now the chief information security officer at CI Security, Michael Hamilton. Michael, good to have you back.
1: Tom, it's good to talk to you again.
0: So, reading the guidance, it seems to presuppose that agencies have already done their forensics on their systems. What does all that mean, and do you think they have the capability to do forensics, as CISA seems to imply?
1: I don't think they can scale broadly enough to actually be able to do real forensics for the number of assets we're talking about here. You know, if there are a handful, maybe half a dozen federal agencies involved, you know, that could be tens of thousands of systems. And a real forensic examination is time consuming and requires human resources that are in extremely short supply. So I would hesitate to believe that they've already done a complete forensic analysis of that many assets. It's just not possible.
0: Because the guidance says it requires agents, the version 3 guidance just out you know, last week, that ran affected versions conduct forensic analysis. Let's start there. Agencies that ran affected versions to conduct forensic analysis. What about contractor support? Would that be available to help them get through it?
1: It's a little tough right now, actually, right? You know, CI Security does this kind of work. And the phone is ringing for incident response much, much more than it ever has. And our resources are stretched. Um, We've had to reach out to other companies for assistance. So I know that this capability, which was always in short supply, is now being taxed quite a bit. So the federal government would necessarily have to reach out to contractors you know, there's probably resources at the NSA or in federal law enforcement that are capable of doing this kind of thing, but not at the request of the agencies to go writ large through all of the computers, right? It's mostly for law enforcement and investigating very specific crimes. What they may have been able to do is have complete forensic workups done on servers that were housing Solar Winds at a riot, which is different from go out and do forensics on all of your assets, which is essentially what the guidance says. So I, I think there's just a little bit of confusion as to what they're talking about.
0: And what would they be looking for in this analysis if they could do it?
1: Sure, there, well, there are indicators that they've released. And so if you have a compromised binary, they know what the cryptographic hash is of that binary. So if you have a file on disk and you run it through the hashing algorithm and the hash is the same as the one that they distributed, you know that you've got the bad one. There are other forensics, depending on how well they monitor, they can see things like registry changes that happen, users added, communications made to command and control sites that they've identified and things like that. All that's very time consuming. So again, on the Orion servers, you know, which are probably not that numerous, it's likely possible to have that done uh, but when they say, you know, you need to harden all your systems and do forensics on all of them, I think the language, our lexicon, is um, just a little confusing here. I think what they mean is here are these indicators, and we want you to go search for these indicators. And some of these are not having to do with the Solaris and Orion server. These are having to do with the way that the uh, security assertion markup language has been used to get credentials to do things like evade multi-factor authentication so it's not just SolarWinds and orion it's other systems that may have been compromised to use this other technique and i think they just want all of them examined for the indicators of whether or not they have been compromised which is different from creating a forensic image of every piece of digital media and then running it through a real forensics process where you're able to see everything that happened. That's the one that's very, very time-consuming. And again, the resources are in such short supply that I just don't think it can scale.
0: We're speaking with Michael Hamilton, Chief Information Security Officer at CI Security, former CISO of Seattle. And is it practical or possible in any way to simply Roll back systems to, prior to the breach, use those versions, sort of a recovery point in time type of exercise, and start over mm-hmm. from there? Or did it happen too long ago to be able to do that at this point?
1: Well, for some systems, definitely the software, they have already done that. They've rolled back to versions that were known not to be compromised so that they can wait for solar winds to come out with a non-compromised new version. And so I think that's what everybody did. They rolled back in terms of rolling back your operating system, right, Windows 10 or whatever they're using, that doesn't make much sense because if you roll it back, what you're doing is you're introducing vulnerabilities that have been patched. So I think for the applications in scope, yeah, that's true. For operating systems, not so much.
0: And what about the other pieces of advice coming from CISA here? The hardening required, the question of whether to rebuild or upgrade and so on. There's a lot of sort of decision trees coming from CISA. What's your sense Mm -hmm. of whether agencies are on to this task yet?
1: Uh, I think this one's easier because some of the hardening that they can do, that can be automated. And so they can roll out configurations to all of their systems from a single point. And that's a whole lot easier than taking every disk apart with a toothpick and Q-tip. So I think that in terms of the hardening and the, uh, the guidelines that they released are pretty straightforward. So, the IT organizations in these federal agencies probably close to getting that done already.
0: And is this the type of thing that CDM should have caught or the Einstein 3 program and all of these things running for so many years now that seem to just overlook the solar winds update?
1: You know, I mean, this is the kind of thing that would have been very, very difficult for network based detection to get because this was an authorized update from a real vendor and it looked exactly the same as every other update that came in you know they had compromised the cryptographic authentication of the software itself so it all checked out and it's not clear that Einstein would have been able to see that now subsequent to that as you know the malware lands it's got to beacon out and it's got to say I'm here what do you want me to do Those communications, Einstein should have seen those, but my understanding is that uh, they use domestic systems in the United States for command and control. You know, if you're using AWS for your command and control, you can't block that because everything uses AWS. So AWS, Azure, you know, Google Cloud, I mean, all of these things make it very, very difficult to detect what is a command and control communication for espionage or organized crime, you know, versus I'm using Salesforce, you know, I mean, it's going to look a lot the same. So, you know, Einstein is a good network based detection system. I think that some of the tactics used here were specifically designed to evade that.
0: Sure, because it came in from the supply chain. Is your sense that the CMMC program, which is still barely underway really, will be the ultimate answer for this type of threat?
1: Wow, so there's a bucket of fish. Ultimately, I do. I don't think in today's incarnation they've gotten serious enough yet about going out and actually auditing you know, the uh, organizations to make sure that they are compliant, right? It's still a lot of self-assessment right now. So, you know, we're, we're just going to have to see.
0: Sure. But uh, let me ask you this then. What is the bigger lesson in all of this as they get past the emergency?
1: Well, the bigger lesson is this. Everybody needs to, you know, everybody, every business, every government organization needs to have everyone show their security papers before you do business. And it's going to reach out to, I'm not just worried about you, my business partner, I'm worried about your other business partners because, you know, the nth party now is kind of in scope as part of your threat service. You know, you brought up CNMC. As they get more and more serious about this, this thing is going to evolve, and they're going to start being much, much more vociferous, I believe, about what kind of examination you give to your business partners.
0: And do you think that an outfit like Solar Winds can still be a trusted partner to the government because of how deeply it's already involved and has been trusted for some time now
1: well you know candidly i think that solar winds fate is in the air right now from what i've heard the sec is moving against solar winds because they didn't report what they should have as a known risk the executives are part of a class action suit brought by a shareholder, and so we're going to be looking at claims of executive negligence, and this is going to get pretty ugly, and I think all that's going to go into the decision as to whether or not SolarWinds continues to be a federal partner. That said, their software is great. I mean, their network management stuff is the best. So, you know, both of those things are going to have to be considered.
0: I suppose every cybersecurity vendor is looking at their own supply chain, their own practices right now with not too much smugness, because it can happen to the best of them, it sounds
1: like. Yep. That's exactly right. Everybody is scared. <laughs> That's a fair statement.
0: Michael Hamilton is Chief Information Security Officer at CI Security and former Chief Information Security Officer of Seattle. As always, thanks so much for joining me.
1: You bet, Tom. Really enjoy talking to you. As we continue to face COVID 19, we're now facing flu season. Influenza has the potential to infect millions, putting lives and the healthcare system at risk. Now more than ever, it's essential to protect yourself from influenza by getting the flu vaccine. The flu vaccine is safe and effective and can't give you the flu. To protect yourself and those at highest risk, get your flu vaccine. Learn more at michigan.gov flu. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure.